Artemis is the goddess of the hunt, the wilderness, wild animals, nature, vegetation, childbirth, the moon, and chastity. The name Artemis is actually used in botany and herbalism, the Artemisias. These include mugwort and wormwood. These two plants, mugwort and wormwood, are in the Artemisia genus, which is named after the Greek goddess Artemis or Diana in Roman mythology. Mugwort and wormwood are staples in any which is herb cabinet and are classic herbs of witchery. They are traditionally known for their powers of magical enhancement, spirit work, and divination. The plants are frequently used together as they complement one another. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. After the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, I decided to try to find some kind of deity that represented protection of children. On a website called Goddess Guide, there is a list of goddesses for children and teenagers. They list the Greek goddess Artemis as a goddess for children and teenagers, as well as being a goddess of birth and a symbol of youth and independence. I decided, oh, let me look into Artemis a little and see what I find. And I was not thrilled, to be honest. I was actually a little horrified that Artemis would even be put forward as a goddess who protects children. I don't know a lot about Greek mythology, so I had never heard of Niobe, but apparently Niobe was the daughter of Tantalus, and her father was the ruler of a city located near Manisa, which is in what is Turkey today. Niobe's husband was Amphion, a son of Zeus. Amphion became a great singer and musician after his lover Hermes taught him to play music and gave him a golden lyre. Apparently, Niobe was very proud of the fact that she had lots of children, and she was bragging about this to Leto, who was the mother of Apollo and Artemis. Leto sent Apollo and Artemis to kill Niobe's children, and according to the legend, the children lay unburied for nine days. Niobe was so distraught over over the death of her children that she fled back to her native home and she was turned into stone. But even after being turned into stone, she continued to weep. Mount Sipolis does actually have a natural rock formation that resembles a female face, and it's been associated with Niobe since ancient times. The rock formation is also known as the Weeping Rock since rainwater seeps through its porous limestone. Like I said, I had never heard of Niobe, and I only stumbled upon this story because I thought that Artemis was a goddess that protected children, but I don't think she could be seen as a protector of children 
children if she's known for killing children. Artemis is the goddess of the hunt, the wilderness, wild animals, nature, vegetation, childbirth, the moon, and chastity. The goddess Diana is her Roman equivalent. Artemis is from the Greek tradition, and in the Greek tradition, Artemis is the daughter of the sky god and king of gods, Zeus, and her mother is Leto, and Artemis is also the twin sister of Apollo. The twins are the product of an extramarital liaison because Zeus actually had a wife named Hera. Both Apollo and Artemis are considered chorotrophic deities. That means that they are seen as patrons and protectors of young children, especially girls and women, but they were also believed to both bring disease upon women and children and relieve them of it. Artemis was worshipped as one of the primary goddesses of childbirth and midwifery. I want to go back to this idea of chorotrophic deities. Chorotrophos, or child nurturer, is the name that was given in ancient Greece to gods and goddesses whose properties included their ability to protect young people. Numerous gods are referred to by this epithet, Chorotrophos, including Athena, Apollo, Hermes, Hecate, Aphrodite, Artemis, and Aletheia. They were usually depicted holding an infant in their arms. Back to Artemis, the story of Niobe, queen of Thebes and wife of Amphion, who blasphemously boasted of being superior to Leto, is very old. Homer knew of it. He wrote that Niobe, who had given birth to twelve children, equally divided in six sons and six daughters, they were known as the Neobids. Other sources actually speak of fourteen children, seven sons and seven daughters, so not sure about that. Niobe claimed of being a better mother than Leto for having more children than Leto's two, Apollo and Artemis. But the two, though they were only two, destroyed all others, is the quote. Leto was not slow to catch up on that and grew very angry at the queen's hubris. She summoned her children and commanded them to avenge the slight against her. Swiftly, Apollo and Artemis descended on Thebes. While the sons were hunting in the woods, Apollo crept up on them and slew all six or seven with his silver bow. The dead bodies were brought to the palace. Niobe wept for them, but did not relent, saying that even now she was better than Leto, for she still had seven children, her daughters. On cue, Artemis then started shooting the daughters one by one. Right as Niobe begged for her youngest one to be spared, Artemis killed the last one. Niobe cried bitter tears and was turned into a rock, but Amphion, at the sight of his dead sons, killed himself. The gods themselves in tombed them. In some versions, Apollo and Artemis spared a single son and daughter each, for they prayed to Leto for help. Thus Niobe had as many children as Leto did, but no more. So that's just a crazy story to me, that it would be perfectly fine to kill someone's children and still be considered the protector of children. Very weird. The name Artemis is actually used in botany and herbalism. There are a family of plants called the Artemisias. These include mugwort and wormwood. These two plants, mugwort and wormwood, are in the Artemisia genus, which is named after the Greek goddess Artemisia, or Diana in Roman mythology. Mugwort and wormwood are staples in any witch's herb cabinet and are classic herbs of witchery. They are traditionally known for their powers of magical enhancement, spirit work, and divination. The plants are frequently used together as they complement one another, with mugwort being feminine and wormwood masculine. They are used in incense to induce a trance and aid divination and, 
as spirit offerings when performing ritual. They're easy to grow and safe to use. Mugwort and wormwood are made into oils for anointing ritual tools, especially those used for divination. Lustral waters can be made from these plants through infusion and used to consecrate and bless sacred spaces or poured in libations to deities. So you can actually use mugwort and wormwood for offerings to deities that you worship and you can make oils to anoint your tools with using mugwort and wormwood. Mugwort is Artemisia vulgaris and it's considered a protector and diviner. Mugwort is a feminine herb intimately connected to the moon and sacred to goddesses that rule the lunar sphere. It can be used to connect with the dark moon and crone goddesses. It can be used to heal traumas to the anima, the sacred feminine within all of us. Mugwort is used in traditional Chinese medicine to restore yin deficiencies and to balance the masculine and feminine qi within a person. Mugwort has been known by other names such as cronewort, felon herb, and the Old English Ildost Wurta, meaning oldest wart. In Anglo-Saxon lore, it was known as one of the nine sacred healing herbs of the famed Nine Herbs Prayer. The recipe for this medical prescription was recorded in the Lacnuga, or Remedies, which was a collection of Anglo-Saxon prayers and remedies, and it was said to have many magical properties. Some of its properties are protection, strength, psychic communication, prophetic dreaming, healing, and astral projection. Mugwort is one of the primary divinatory herbs used to enhance psychic ability, aid in rituals of prophecy, and promote prophetic dreams. Like wormwood, it contains the alkaloid thujone. It can be burned as a fumigant in scrying rituals to alter consciousness and for the same purpose can be taken as a tea sweetened with honey. When burned as an incense, mugwort is commonly mixed with wormwood and sandalwood. When made into an infusion or wash, the herb can be used to sprinkle on the altar or table where divination is performed. An infusion of mugwort can also be used to wash scrying mirrors, attune pendulums, and charge runes or cards. Mugwort's feminine lunar energy infuses these tools with the proper vibrations to enhance their effectiveness. Mugwort is a well-known dreaming herb and can be drunk as a tea before bed to enhance dream recall. It is also used in dream magic as a dream pillow, added to to sachets of dreaming herbs and placed under the pillow. The essential oil of mugwort may also be used to enhance dreaming by being placed in a diffuser near the bed or applied with carrier oil beneath the nose so its scent can be inhaled throughout the night. The latter has a more potent effect than the former, so if you can tolerate it, you might want to do the under the nose rub instead of just the diffuser. But mugwort essential oil should not be ingested internally, so do not consume it. Don't eat it or drink it or whatever. The mugwort plant can be used as a smudge for cleansing rituals of both people and places. It is often incorporated into smudge bundles used for purification and burned as an incense for the same reason. Native Americans use mugwort to rid people of ghosts by burning the plant or rubbing it on the skin of the afflicted. Medicinally, mugwort has been used in the eastern practice of moxibustion, where plant material is ignited on the 
surface of the skin to increase circulation and reduce pain and irritation over the joints and muscles. I would say be very careful with this. This is not something that you should just try to do to yourself. Obviously, you run the risk of burning yourself pretty severely, so you would want to work with a professional if you want to try moxibustion. Mugwort is also used to treat digestive issues and parasitic infections because it has antibacterial and antifungal properties. As a women's health herb, mugwort was traditionally taken to regulate menstruation and it was also used as an abortifacient. So for this reason, mugwort should not be taken by women who are pregnant or who are trying to get pregnant. Again, mugwort can cause an abortion, it can cause the termination of a pregnancy, so if you are pregnant, you should avoid using mugwort unless your intention is to terminate the pregnancy. Mugwort has been used to treat nervousness, exhaustion, and depression, and it is said to have mild narcotic and sedative properties. Both the aerial parts of the plant and the roots can be used medicinally and magically. Mugwort contains beneficial volatile oils and triterpenes. So like I said mugwort can be taken internally as a tea or an extract to produce relaxation and clear the mind. Smoking mugwort, drinking mugwort tea, or taking a tincture or extract of mugwort intensifies dream clarity and recall. Use mugwort essential oil on a dream pillow or apply it to your third eye and temples to access intuition. To make an infusion of mugwort, add one or two teaspoons of the dried herb to one cup of boiling water and infuse it for 10 to 15 minutes in a covered container. Drink it prior to divination or before sleeping to dream of an answer to a question. You can also use a mugwort tincture. So you just take a few drops of mugwort tincture in a cup of chamomile tea before bed to encourage vivid dreams. Dried mugwort can actually be smoked alone or in a blend, so you can just use 1 to 3 grams for the psychoactive effects such as mild and pleasant stimulation and increased euphoria. Now for the other artemisia, wormwood, which is artemisia absinthium or the wild green man. Mugwort Artemisia vulgaris was the protector and diviner, and wormwood Artemisia absinthium is the wild green man. Wormwood complements the feminine nature of mugwort. It is a masculine spirit that is fiery and trickster-like appearing as a devilish green man. It is burned to call upon spirits of the dead and can be used for purification in necromantic rituals without clearing away spirits. In the northern tradition, Wormwood is sacred to Hell and her underworld guardian, Mordgood. Wormwood can be used to petition this gatekeeper to enter Elivdnir, which is Hell's Hall. It can aid in rituals meant to release the wandering dead and send them to Helheim, House of Hell. Just like other Artemisia species, wormwood is sacred to the goddess Artemisia, Diana, and other lunar deities including Hecate and can be taken as a sacrament during full moon rituals to symbolically ingest these goddesses. In addition to lunar goddesses, wormwood is also favored by the goddess Lilith. It is said to have sprouted from the ground in the wake of the serpent as it was exiled from the Garden of Eden. In the Book of Revelation, wormwood is the name of a star or possibly an angel that is one of the 
the harbingers of Armageddon. Here's a quote from the Bible. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. Revelation 8, 10 through 11. Magically, Wormwood can be used for psychic work, protection, and calling spirits. It is a powerful banishing herb that purges parasitic entities and clears the energy field. As a ritual incense, it can be used in Samhain rites for evocation and divination. In addition to its lunar affinity as an Artemisia species, wormwood is ruled by Mars and Pluto. Culpepper associated wormwood with Mars because of its warming properties. It is suggested as a remedy for the stings of creatures like Scorpios, wasps, and snakes. An effective ingredient in spells of vengeance, wormwood can be used to stop conflict by inhibiting the enemy or in return to sender spells to seal negativity with its source. Steeping wormwood in magical ink will protect what is written through sympathetic magic. As a vermicide, wormwood was used as a strewing herb and as an additive to ink to protect pages from mice. Wormwood contains the volatile oil thujone, which is a monoterpene. Just like other Artemisia species, in tincture form, wormwood can be mildly psychoactive. The leaves near the flowering tops are thought to contain higher amounts of the alkaloid. Wormwood can be smoked as a dried herb either alone or in a smoking blend. Burning it as an incense with camphor increases its psychoactive effects through chemical synergy. As a bitter tea, one half to one gram of leaves in one cup of boiling water is considered a medicinal dose. Wormwood is known for its bitter taste, so it can be mixed with sweeter herbs or honey in tea. Just like mugwort, wormwood should be avoided by pregnant women. It is an abortifacient, and it was used in traditional herbal preparations to induce menstruation and induce labor. So again, you need to be very careful with the Artemisia species. Avoid them if you are pregnant unless your intention is to terminate the pregnancy because wormwood and mugwort can cause an abortion. Here's a simple recipe for Artemisia tea. One tablespoon of wormwood, one tablespoon of mugwort, and two or three star anise pods. Infuse the herbs in one cup of hot water for 15 minutes. Drink this tea 30 minutes prior to any psychic working. The tea helps lower inhibitions and focus the mind to access intuition more easily. It is especially effective in scrying and dream divination, which relies on images coming into the conscious mind. It is also a good tonic before rituals involving the moon because of the herb's lunar associations. Use it to draw down lunar energy for spell work and to connect with lunar deities. But again, I'm going to caution you, don't drink this tea if you are pregnant or trying to become pregnant. The information I shared about the Artemisias, mugwort, and wormwood is from the Poison Path Herbal, Baneful Herbs, Medicinal Nightshades, and Ritual Entheogens by Kobe Michael. Thank you very much for listening to Path of a Green Witch Podcast.